Hey folks, I'm glad that you are allowing me once again to be with you this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, one of the things that you might notice here on my uh, little uh, desk here that I have is a, a coffee cup. I want to encourage you to get your favorite drink. If you would, get a coffee, get something uh, to be able to drink and get your Bibles. But let me just tell you a little bit about this. Uh, though we're not able to do our regular outreach uh, the way that we would like to, uh, we are partnering with one of our local Dunkin' Donuts to be able to continue to reach out into our community. Uh, one day uh, this week, we are going to serve the first 100 folks that come through uh, Dunkin' Donuts and buy their coffee for them. We've got on here uh, our own sleeve with information about Open Bible Baptist Church. And this is what I'd like you to do. Though we can't reach out the way we regularly do, would you do this? There's two things you can do. Number one, you can pray that God would use this outreach to be able to reach people for himself and build this church. And then number two, you're going to see a lot on our social media uh, concerning Easter coming up. And uh, though we're not able to be together on Easter, you're going to see a lot of social media posts and things uh, of that nature where you can send that to others and invite them to view our Easter service online. So could you do those two things? Pray for this outreach right here that God would use it to draw people unto himself, that we'd see people saved through it, uh, through a simple cup of coffee. And then would you help us by uh, sending out your social media uh, information that you will receive from us for this Easter. I hope that you'll do that. And uh, we would greatly appreciate that. But again, if you haven't got your Bible, grab your Bible. And I would like you to open up to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. This morning, I'm going to preach to you on the topic, a living hope. A living hope. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, if we could, please. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to be here. And Lord, I do pray that you would take this message and that you would encourage hearts. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for how it does encourage us. I thank you for how it strengthens us in times of difficulty. But Lord, I pray that we would not just look for principles, but that we would follow you, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. We love you this morning. We do pray for those who may be watching that do not know you, that through this message they may come to know you. We thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you for giving us another day of life. And Father, I pray that we would do our best to be able to serve you while we are even in this confinement where we find ourselves. Thank you for your goodness to us. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, A Living Hope. The Bible reads this way. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively or living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed 
in the last time. You know, we all have questions about the struggles of our world, and our world is struggling. We might ask the question, how can it be so difficult? We might also ask, where is our hope? In the midst of all that's going on, where is our hope? You know, many times, present hurts and uncertainty over what the future holds creates the constant need for hope. Isn't that true with you? When there, there are present hurts and when there, there's definitely some uncertainty, it, it creates the need for hope. Historically, people have looked to the future with a mixture of longing and fear. Many have concluded that there is no reasonable basis for hope. And therefore, to hope is to live with an illusion. You know, Scripture equates being without hope to being in the world without God. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. No wonder many people have concluded that there is no basis for hope. It's because that they're trying to live life without God. You know, to live life without God is like trying to live life without air. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's not going to work out too well for you. You can't live life without air. And guess what? You can't live life without God. See, we need to remember that the, uh, we need to remember that the scriptures that we are studying today, it was a letter to encourage people who were separated from their homeland. It was to encourage people to have hope. See, I can't speak for you, but it's been tough being separated from God's people. And it can be discouraging and lonely. As a matter of fact, you can't see it, but right behind uh, this camera here is a board with pictures of many of you. So though uh, you're not here in this room uh, presently with me, there are many on a board that uh, I I'm preaching to. And though that, that was a nice gesture and I appreciate that, it's still not the same thing. I, I miss you. I miss being with you. I miss hearing your stories. I miss the interaction. And it can be discouraging and lonely, as I mentioned. And just like these people were scattered abroad and they were discouraged, they were separated. That's exactly the way we are. We're separated from one another. And Peter wanted to encourage these believers that, that we're going through a difficult time. What's interesting is that letter, that th this letter does not avoid the difficult situation that these people are in. You know, people were just not trying, Peter, I'm sorry, Peter was not just trying to give them a pep talk. You know, to be honest with you, motivation during this time is not going to get us through. See, good leadership never ignores the issue. Good leadership faces the issue or issues head on and helps people navigate through the difficulty. And by God's grace, I want to take God's word 
and try and help you navigate through the difficulty. The Bible addresses the issue that these people were having and that they were going through. And it gave them a way to navigate their discouragement. It gave them a way to navigate their loneliness. It gave them a way to navigate their issues. See, remember, friends, that the Bible tells us what? That we are more than conquerors. Do you realize that that's not just for good times? We're more than conquerors even in the difficult times. The Bible gives to us today the way that we can navigate through the crisis and the way to do so is through hope. This is the take home for you today. To hope in Christ is to conquer the crisis. To hope in Christ is to conquer the crisis. Okay, you might say, well, pastor, what does that mean? What does it mean to hope in Christ? That's the question that I want to answer for you this morning. Number one, to hope in Christ, this is what it means. Number one, in Christ, you have a different hope. Take a look at uh, 1 Peter there, and uh, take a look at verses uh, 1 and 2. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. In Christ you have a different hope. See, you and I being in Christ means that we're different from the world. These people in this passage are addressed as strangers. That's showing that they were different from the world. Uh, why uh, they were strangers? Because they were in Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 11, the Bible says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, He's saying, you're not the same as the world. You're different from the world, he's saying. See, those of us who know Christ today, we're also strangers in this world. And what that means is that our hope is different from the world. See, the world's hope is a feeling. It's a feeling that what is wanted will happen. Oh, I hope that I'll get this. Oh, I, I hope that uh, she'll like me. Oh, I hope that I'll receive that promotion. Oh, I hope that I'll get that bonus. See, that's what the world is talking about when they say hope. A feeling that what is wanted will happen. But guess what, friends? The hope for the believer, it's different. See, the hope for the believer is a confidence that what God has done for us in the past guarantees guarantees our participation in what God will do in the future. The world places their hope in the created world. Think about it. All things that are created are weak. They're temporary. They're apt to fail. Hey, are you going to hope in wealth? Um, how's that working out for you right now? How's that working out for all of us right now? We can't hope in wealth. Are you going to put your hope in health? Um, if you've been living under a rock, is the only way that you don't know about COVID-19, right? We can't put our hope in health. 
Hey, are you going to put your hope in rulers and in armies? We're not able to stop this on our own. A ruler can't just get up and say, a king or a president can't just say, this is all over. Our, our national defenses cannot stop the spread of this COVID. We can't put our hope in those type of things. See, the Bible speaks of a different kind of hope. A hope that is found in God. See, because he's the foundation and object of our hope. Biblical hope is inseparable from faith in God. God and God alone is a rock that cannot be moved. And that's what we hope in. Psalm 18 verse 2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Man, if that doesn't give you hope, if that doesn't give you surety, I don't know what will. Psalm 62, 2 says, He only, I'm not hoping in anything else, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. See, friends, this morning I'm excited because God is a God who is a refuge. He's a fortress. He provides ultimate security and safety. Psalm 61 and verse 3 says, For thou hast been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. The point is that you are going to hope in that which is different or that which is dying. You're going to hope in that which is different or in that which is dying. To hope in God is different than the world. To hope in the world is dying. Hope in Christ means that your hope is different than the world's. Number two, in Christ you have a defined hope. Take a look at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. One's hope in Christ is defined. It's different and it's defined. It's defined by the mercy of God according to his abundant mercy. See, it's because of the mercy of God that we have this hope. Without the mercy of God, we would have no hope at all. This mercy that I'm talking about is that Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose again. It was God's mercy that Jesus took upon him the sins of the world. See, for you and for I who know Christ our personal Savior, it's because of God's mercy that we have that. And that's what defines our hope. One's hope in Christ is defined as living. It's a living hope. Not only is it filled by mercy, but it's a living hope. How is it a living hope? The Bible calls that, uses that word lively hope. It's a living hope because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. See, our hope would be no different than the world's hope if Christ didn't rise from the dead. See, our hope is defined by God's mercy. Our hope is defined by a living hope. And since Christ did rise from the dead, we have a living, active, and dynamic hope. But one's hope in Christ is also defined by being obedient. Take a look at verse 2. It says, unto obedience, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience. What does that mean? That means if you are truly placing your hope in Christ, 
you'll be submitted to the Word of God. See, when one comes to Christ, we are to live life in obedience to Christ. See, it's showing, when we live in obedience to Christ, what it's doing, friend, is it's showing that we are truly hoping in Christ. It's, it, we're placing our hope in Christ. We're submitting to His Word. We're not trusting in our thoughts. We're not trusting in the world's thoughts. We're not trusting in what others say, but we're hoping in Christ. See, not to be obedient to God's Word is showing that we're placing our hope in something other than Christ. See, if you are going to have a hope that can conquer the crisis, it means that your hope is going to be different. And it also means that your hope is going to be defined. It's going to be defined by God's mercy. That's the only way that we can receive it. It's going to be defined that it's living because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And it's going to be defined by your obedience. But thirdly, this morning... In Christ, you have a definite hope. Verses 4 and 5 talk about this. You have a definite hope. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. See, to have something that is definite is to have something that's certain or absolute. It's sure our hope in Christ It is that he will deliver us to an inheritance that is incorruptible. It's undefiled, the Bible says. It's not going to fade away. It's reserved in heaven for all of us. For all of us who have placed our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our hope is definite. And as Christians, we can live in this hope because of what Christ has done. That's what 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3 tells us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. But not only that, we have a definite hope, not only because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, but because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16 says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. Because of the assurance of the Christian, you and I, we can live in this present world with confidence and face the future with courage. You know the old song, that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. See, friend, our hope is as definite as Jesus Christ himself. And it's by the power of God that we are kept through faith. You say, but pastor, what if I've been unfaithful to God? Friend, hope is not lost because of your unfaithfulness. Because of God's faithfulness and mercy, those who return to him can count on his help. Malachi 3, 6 and 7 says, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from my ordinances. You've left me and have not kept them. You haven't been obedient to me. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. See, this hope also includes forgiveness. In Psalm 86, verse 5, the Bible says, For thou, Lord, art good 
and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. So friend, this morning, if you've been unfaithful to the Lord, repent and return and you will find the mercy in a time of need. You can hope in Christ again. But those of you who have never placed your hope in Christ, and you've been living a life of false hope, today you can change the total course of your life by accepting the personal work of the Lord Jesus Christ. By first realizing that you're a sinner. The Bible tells us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means that none of us can get into heaven. None of us can have a relationship with God because of our sins. But the Bible also tells us that if we believe, we confess, we repent of our sin, and we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, He'll save us. So the question is this morning, are you going to accept the hope in Christ? You can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ by admitting that you're a sinner, by placing your faith in the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, saying, Lord, I know that I've sinned, and I know that you are the only way to heaven according to the Bible, and I am placing my faith and trust in you and you alone so that I can have a relationship with you and so that my sins can be forgiven. It's by simply placing your faith in Christ. Would you do that today? Or are you going to continue to hope in things that will fail you? See, that's your choice. Or you could put your faith and hope in Jesus Christ who never fails. See, the hope of the Christian, it's different. It's defined and it's definite. Hope in Christ to conquer the crisis. God bless you. And I hope today that you will put your hope in Christ. It is through Christ that you and I can conquer the crisis. God bless you and have a great day. Thanks for joining us on today's broadcast. We hope it was an encouragement to you. Be sure to reach out to someone this week. Send an encouraging text or a voicemail to stay connected. If you'd like to give today, you can do so on openbiblenj.org. To get encouraged throughout your week, check out our podcast of past messages on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Thanks again for watching. We'll see you on the next broadcast.